1: Why are you so hysterical?
0: We always wanted people
1: actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark.
0: Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 74 of the room in which Mark and Johnny are best friends. Now, to be fair, we aren't being told they're best friends anymore. All seven times have already happened, and their relationship is about to go down the drain. However, in this moment, they're having a good time running... We see him running in the woods. Then we get a shot of the bay with the Palace of Fine Arts in the distance. Camera comes down and Johnny and Mark are running up the Lion Street stairs. And the conversation is actually interesting because we've talked about what Johnny does for a job. We know he works in a bank, right? Right. So Mark tells him, Yeah, I'm looking at this property in Sausalito. uh... Yeah, I'm looking at a property in Sausalito. How are the loans like these days? How are the loans like these days? And Johnny says, Pretty good, yeah. You'd be qualified very easily. Pretty good, yeah. You'd be qualified very easily. Mark says, you're serious. None of this dialogue goes with their mouths, of course. And Johnny says, yeah, Yeah, sure. Mark says, well, when can we meet about that? And Johnny says, well, we can talk about this tomorrow. Mark says, tomorrow? "Tomorrow?" "Tomorrow?" Johnny says, yeah.
1: And that's some of the best written dialogue in the
0: film. Oh, hi, Luke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because then Mark says, maybe like late afternoon? afternoon? And Johnny says, absolutely, three o'clock. Absolutely, eight o'clock. I didn't catch this when we recorded the episode seven months ago, but Johnny says eight o'clock which is a strange idea of late afternoon, especially since the party is tomorrow. And Mark says, really? John says, yeah. And Mark says, wow, that's, that's great. Right. Stunning dialogue. Should have been up for an Oscar for screenplay, clearly.
1: Too bad you can't make any of
0: it out. And none of that conversation is happening in the shot because they're not even i not even sure they're talking in this scene as they run up the stairs. It's all ADR.
1: So we didn't really need it at all.
0: <laughs> no, it's that's actually a common thing in... Um, it's not only, it's not, it's even good movies. Movies a lot these days will have scenes where clearly they added an extra bit of dialogue because like someone thought the scene didn't have enough going on. Like we're going to get bored if we see someone running, which is silly, but it happens a lot. And this movie, yeah, we don't get many moments of quiet, if any. I don't think we get any.
1: I love the, it's, it's actually surprisingly good camera work when we get the shot of Of the car going down the drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's quite a nice shot.
0: Yeah, we cut to Broderick and Bay Street. Their apartment is, of course, at 3414 Broderick. Johnny's car, which I believe we were just talking about last week, not knowing what Johnny's car is. It's a Mercedes E-Class. Johnny parks in front of the apartment.
1: Is this the same car that would be flying? Or would it have been a different car?
0: I assume that would have had to be a different car, because that would have been a convertible for the way that scene was written. Johnny gets out of the car, and forgets his keys, which we'll get to when we get to the notes from Midnight Screening. He leans back in and grabs, I'm not sure if it's his keys, but he he gets back in to lean and grab something that he forgot in the car. And so then he's getting home. This is where we get to the, the timeline, the editing problem. He's getting home when Lisa has already been setting up for the party. That's a surprise that he will be surprised by later. And in the actual editing of the film, tomorrow, which doesn't make any sense. So basically the scene we just saw with Michelle and Mark and Lisa shouldn't have happened yet.
1: Yeah, I think it says something about the film and the lack of development within so many characters that the scenes so many scenes can be swapped around so much that yeah, like it doesn't really Well, work.
0: this one it's like it's Lisa's outfit, it's the fact that she's got the broom out and is cleaning and setting up for the party that's a surprise so she has to set up on the day of the party. Yeah. But by the end of the end of this minute, Johnny gets home then we get a shot of the Sentinel building, 916 Kearney Street at night, and it's really dark, and this is May, so Johnny worked really late. If he's just getting, like, this is when he's coming home for the party. It's, it's weird editing that confuses me. And then this, it's actually the start of next minute, it's daytime again, so clearly the party is tomorrow by that editing. This editing is fucked up, and I don't, I don't like it.
1: I think that Tommy Wiseau should do a filmmaking masterclass. <laughs> it, it would be amazing to just hear him talking about all of his like techniques in detail.
0: Yeah, why did he edit this this way? And
1: why this shot? Was he involved much in the editing?
0: He was there. They were editing most of it as they went, and it was him and an editor putting it together. So by the end of the film, they just had to insert the new stuff that had been shot, like the sex scenes in the bedroom were all filmed at the end. The San Francisco footage was all filmed at the end. So that should be put into the place where it fit with everything else. So as I was writing my notes for these minutes, I was, I haven't watched the whole movie in a while. I think since I did a went to a midnight screening of it last year. So I was forgetting like what minutes next, what's happening next. In my notes, I'm like, wait, Johnny's getting home when Lisa has been setting up for the party. This isn't right. Must fix this in editing. And then it's night. This dark in May. Johnny worked late. If only he'd known this was his last day to live. <laughs> then I realized what was next. I'm like, wait, remember I said that next time. <laughs> Because next we're cutting to daytime. Damn it, movie. You're screwing up my interpretation of things.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing your edit of it. I think it would be good and worthwhile. Would you, like, be allowed to do anything with your edit? Like, could you put your edit... I'm on putting that thing on YouTube. Yeah. Mind you, yeah, people have posted bits on there. You either It either stays up or gets taken down.
0: I get a copyright notice on literally everything I do on YouTube. But I don't make money off my YouTube videos, so they don't get taken down.
1: I don't, and I got really annoyed the other day because... In the, the final version of Unstable when I released that, it featured a song by a friend of mine. And I helped her get the song on iTunes and Spotify, so I actually own yeah. like all the accounts. And technically, the licensing and the, the money that the music makes goes into my account first. And yeah, I still got a copyright warning on my YouTube channel for really? using her So It makes sense. But then...
0: You can you can appeal to YouTube and get that taken down. I did appeal. If you and can it, prove it.
1: I appealed yeah. and it didn't work. Oh. So in the end, I went back into the song, back into the settings of the music and turned off oh, yeah. identifying copyright on YouTube. So hopefully... If you,
0: if you listen to any of my podcasts, you know that I am... I don't worry about copyright very
1: much. What? No. I have too much with something. Like, <laughs> I was wearing a Monty Python t-shirt when I was in the background as an extra in one of the shots in Unstable. And I carefully shot around it in case the <laughs> image on the t-shirt was, was a heck of a lot of editing. And you can, you can still see it slightly, but I didn't want too much focus on it in case suddenly that was an issue. The only issue of anything at all that I've got now is if the artists of the graffiti in the background complain and then hey we figured out who did the graffiti art so
0: yeah (laughs) the t-shirt thing is one that bugs me because movies and tv do that a lot where in real life people wear t-shirts with stuff on them all the time but movies and tv no one does No, everyone wears plain clothes because you don't want to have any logos or other people's copyrights or you don't want them to think you're saying something bad about it or promoting it because it'll cost money or get you in legal problems. I think it's like the, the Walking Dead every zombie is dressed the same, very I drab colors, no details. I'm like, put one of them in like a happy face t shirt, be hilarious, you know.
1: I th- I think when I did the Godfather podcast with Piotr Skopjak, I think he talked about it a bit because he's obviously had to do deal with that as a director and yeah, yeah i can't remember exactly what he said but he just said it's always better to ensure that you have permission for everything there just in case
0: well in a, in a movie yeah you don't want your movie to get screwed up after the fact my my view on a podcast is if, if that actually happens it means someone's listening so i'll fix the episode i don't care yeah but in the meantime i'm like i'm gonna insert whatever the hell i want
1: but with, it's with funny. the podcast it's the context of review as well isn't it so it should be
0: yeah well some of the time my justification is it's review slash parody slash satire. I'm going to do whatever
1: I want. <laughs> yeah. could you When when, you, when it is the whole thing within the context of review, if you were then referencing another film and used a clip from that, would that still fit within the copyright laws? Or
0: You could make the argument for it, yeah. Good. The more you use and the less you talk about it, it could be a problem if you had to actually defend it in court. But overall, yeah, you can... And it's only a problem if you're making money. Really, in the long run.
1: I found it kind of funny that BBC Radio 5 here in the UK have a film review show and at the end of each week they talk about TV movies so bad they're bad yeah. and they just list TV films not to watch in that week and they're naming stuff on their channel and on other TV channels it's like oh by the way don't watch this and it's like I'm surprised the BBC are able to endorse people saying don't watch this film <laughs> mm-hmm. don't tune into Four even though well, stuff it's like don't it's watch a review this you know yeah I guess
0: you can get away with a lot as a review. Mm. It's like, I don't insert all of the dialogue for this show, but like Annihilation Minute, every bit of audio from that movie is on my show, <laughs> eventually. In passing, when I say the line of dialogue, I put the line of dialogue in. They, so every audio clip ends up in there.
1: I respect the amount of effort goes into your editing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that show's, that shows insane. Yeah. This one's easier to edit, which is why I don't have an excuse to be uh, 19 episodes behind mm-hmm. right now. Anyway, where are we? Uh, seventy-four. I I'm in
1: a dark room looking at a <laughs> computer
0: screen. Oh, they were talking about Mark wants a alone because he's buying some property. They just got to the apartment and notes from a midnight screening before we Ooh. go. Notes from a midnight screening because the Lion Street stairs shot shows the bay. We get water, yay! And as they're running up the stairs, people start humming the theme from Rocky. like when the audience tried to clap along with the songs during the sex scenes they are not good it's
1: are they deliberately when you
0: have like hundreds of people in a movie theater trying to do something in sync it doesn't work yeah that that makes sense but but they're trying they're like and you know and getting into the Rocky music and then you got someone next to him is off beat and someone else is too loud and and it just it dwindles so fast it dies before this minute's even up
1: i mean I always thought the out-of-sync stuff was intentional. Like, definitely with the clapping. I no, think.
0: I mean the audience out-of-sync. Yeah, yeah, so I mean. Uh, no, like, well, the clapping, they keep doing it, even though it's bad, because it's better when it's bad.
1: Yeah, that's how So I mean. yeah,
0: you always try to clap along to the music, because the music is so slow, you can't clap to it.
1: Hmm. With this, I hadn't really thought about it. I, I probably hadn't yeah. even realized what it was that they were humming.
0: And then, when Johnny leans back into the car to grab something, someone would be like, don't forget your keys, Johnny, before he does it, and then he leans back in and gets it. And then when they show the nighttime shot of the Sentinel building, they're like, later that night. And the follow up to that one will have to come next minute because the minute ends and it's still nighttime. Uh, one more time, Luke, where can the audience hear more from you?
1: Uh, the audience can he- hear my former show, Please Be Seated. It's on hiatus. It might come back. Who knows? But they can listen back to all of them. Special guests reviewing a film of their choice. That's available on iTunes, Spotify, all your podcast platforms, on Twitter at Please Be Tweeted. And on Facebook, just search, please be seated. Me and Robert co-host the show, Two Minutes About Time, where we look at the Richard Curtis rom About Time, two minutes at a time. You can find that on all good podcast platforms. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Minutes About Time. We've also got a Facebook group called The Cupboard. I'm on Twitter at Llama underscore bottle zero. I'm on Instagram at The Ginger Luke. I'm on Facebook at Luke Allen Film, and you can find all of my stuff, podcasts, short films, radio appearances, newspaper articles, everything, all at LukeAllen.co.uk. <laughs>
0: There's nothing wrong when people make it fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all
1: the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show,
0: you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live.
1: Leave us!